0: Hi, I'm Bo Humphreys, and this is the Personal Finance Show. Uh, it is May twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and this is uh, week number. I don't. I don't even know. Is it nine, eight, um, of uh, <laughs> of my COVID nineteen series? Uh, what I'm doing is uh, I I was taking a break from the podcast for a bit to uh, do a, uh, like the rest of my life. You know, take care of my son and and start my full time job as an insolvency uh, counselor, and I there wasn't any urgency for me to come back. I knew I was going to come back and podcast at some point, but you know my show was you know long format, hour long stories people and took some time to edit and to put guests and to talk about things and and so I was just like when the time is right, then this pandemic happened and I was thinking I have this infrastructure this framework where i can reach people why don't we uh you bring it back and not worry so much about getting back to the format while we're in this situation but focus more about connecting with people and uh finding out how people are handling this and finding out what is out there to help us how are we going to survive giving people information at the same time talking about people's stories and uh so you know, I'm, I've been going around the world. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to uh, stay a little closer to home. Um, I have uh, uh, Matthew Seawick. Is that the right way to pronounce that? Yeah, you got it. Perfect. You've coached me before, so that's good. <laughs> uh, and you're in Toronto, right?
1: That's right. Yes.
0: West End. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much on the Isol- border with Mississauga. Isolated in your uh, in your home? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, uh, Matthew's on because we're going to. Uh, Spent some time going through uh, what I like to call the alphabet soup of uh, of benefits available to Canadians. And, and they're all over the board and everybody's confused with them on a daily basis. And uh, but before we get into that, uh, just tell me a little bit about your uh, pandemic experience. So y- you you were already working from home, right?
1: I was, yeah. So it wasn't as big of a transition for me as it was for other individuals. Uh, but at the same time, it has been been difficult Just, uh, you know, not really having any structure. I've been finding that it's really disorientating, I'm sure, as Mm -hmm. many other people have, right? And being self-employed, I could work whenever I want, you know, so including weekends. So, you know, not having that structure, I found at first was probably one of the most difficult things. Um, But now probably about, you know, probably two, three weeks and I started to feel more comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like, you know, being self-employed and working from home was able to, you know, to adapt to it possibly quicker than other individuals.
0: And we, we met uh, at an event, um, or mo- most recently. We might have met before that. Did we meet before that, uh, the, before Sandy Young's uh, book uh, party? Yeah, there were a couple times where
1: we met before. Yeah,
0: before. But I think we kind of connected more at, at this event. And uh, th- that was the last event that I went to. You, Same here. What about you? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, was so that, weird. What, what, was that uh, early, early March? I forget now.
1: It was uh, just the tail end of February. Okay. And uh, yeah, like you, it's kind of like the, the last big event that, you know, I remember before everything went down.
0: Yeah. When I see photos, uh, when Sandy posts photos, I, I'm thinking everyone's so close to each other. <laughs> How was that a thing? You and you and Rubina and Jessica, uh, you know, taking the posing in front of the backdrop. I'm like, no, was, you know, stay away from each other. That's not safe. <laughs> That's not safe. Right, because that's that's where we're at now. But we have to explain now if we post a photo from the past that no, that's not now.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we get it. I, I,
0: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing it now. Right. So, um, like in terms of making money, are you in the same sort of ability to make money? Or were you were you getting uh, events and speaking gigs that you you could not, can't not can't do now? Yeah.
1: So um, there definitely was a bit of adjustment phase. So I found yeah. that uh, probably a week or two afterwards, um, I did have some appointments that, that were already set up and they were just converted to, you know, through um, through Zoom and Google Hangouts, whatever people felt comfortable with. Okay. Um, and then once people kind of digested what was happening, um, things started to pick up again. And I, you know, the presentations that I was giving essentially were converted to webinars. So I've been, um, I've actually been doing a lot of uh trading just based on the different type of government benefits that are out there. And yeah, you know good. Yeah, and as we were discussing earlier, it's just like so confusing and they change so frequently, right? It's like one week you're able to do something, next week you're not able to, and it's just, you know, leaving a lot of people wondering, you know, is this going to work for me or is it not?
0: Are you recording these uh webinars ahead of time or are they live? They're live. Yeah. And that's so like are you finding um, you, like anything, like your, you, I wish I had a faster internet or uh, other things like that. <laughs> like, are you are you noticing limitations? for now that this is all digital, anything or or uh, is it all kind of running smoothly?
1: Yeah. So I mean, it's it's moving very smoothly. Um, people are, are are definitely seem to be enjoying it. Um, but the thing that I find to be the most challenging is, uh, not knowing if you're engaging with a person, right? Because when you have the large groups, there's, there's no camera, right? And it's essentially just you speaking into the the microphone for a while and answering questions in a chat box. So like, you hope that you have people's attention, but you know, you're never, you know, hundred percent sure. Um, but once you get used to that, then it, you know, it feels like it flows a little bit better.
0: What's funny too, is that even if you did have a camera on the audience, say the reaction would probably be delayed. (laughs) <laughs> and so <laughs> so whatever you you be trying to feed off the audience would be like ah oh, I don't know did they wait are they did they get that joke or and then you hear <laughs> laughter a second later and so it just it's all, all so disconnected it that it's not meant for like live live right yeah. this is not meant to replace live in person it's either Absolutely. like yeah like it may be a conversation between the two of us uh, because there's just two like two feeds running here, and that's what we can manage, but um you know i I think a lot of technology is going to catch up to this, right, mm-hmm. and, and you know I'm a musician, and the music world every every collaboration you're seeing out there is pre-recorded and assembled. Mm-hmm. There's no chance that anything that you're seeing has ever been done live because that technology doesn't exist right now. You'd have to have the fastest internet possible on both ends. To be able to be timed, like there's going to be always a, a split second delay, mm-hmm. so we're not quite there. We're not a real time uh, internet uh, uh, yet, but I think this will probably accelerate that.
1: Right? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, this would be the time that you know there would be the need,
0: right? Exactly. So okay, so you're you're spending some a lot of time on these benefits, and I want to kind of contrast to uh, uh, where we were before and and uh, you know what options are there today. So I mean, the obvious thing is. Um, there was employment insurance before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a bit of a... Do you know anything about how it worked before in terms of the delays? Like how long would it take to, for you to get approved and and uh, paperwork and things like that?
1: Yeah, so it really depended on the amount of traffic that would be sent to employment insurance. So depending on the situation that occurred. Um, sure. But yeah, but usually, you know, you you would hear, you know, three weeks to you know, over a month in some cases, because um, for a lot of people, the application processes can just be timely because, you know, very often you have the activation code that's mailed to you. You have to put it in, you know, okay, these yeah. things. And, um, you know, if an application has any, you know, kind of information that needs to be, um, you know, fact checked or something's, you know, possibly, you know, not uh, accepted by this, this uh, Service Ontario, or, oh, sorry, Service Canada, uh, that would delay things even further. Right. And there was also the waiting period as well. You would have to wait, you know, one full week before you even received your benefits for most of them. So there is definitely a a delay that would occur uh, when someone was applying for it. And it could definitely be timely, uh, unfortunately, in many cases.
0: So employment insurance, that's how I worked before. And then, of course, that would still exist if you're in a situation where you were working and now you had to be laid off. They they originally recommended well of course go on unemployment insurance mm-hmm. and they they their first thing they said was oh we'll waive that one week waiting period say yeah. right uh, to try to make it easier. And then what happened? Like 2 million people applied for employment insurance?
1: Yeah, it turned into a disaster. (laughs) And if you had any questions, which everyone did, you couldn't reach anyone.
0: (laughs) Okay. So that uh, they knew right away that, well, they might have even known before that that wasn't going to work by itself. Uh, Even before they considered who might qualify, they started talking about this first uh, alphabet soup uh, thing called the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. Right. Yes.
1: Yes. The CERB.
0: The CERB. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <And> I, I, <laughs> talk about CERB all the time. And uh, yeah, that's it's become a household uh, household word. Uh, and even in, in my daily business as well, because a lot of people I talk to are on the CERB. Yeah. Um, and it's because, well, a lot of people on the CERB because of the fact that they couldn't get EI. Mm-hmm. Even though they might have qualified because of mm-hmm. the overload, right? Is yeah. that sort of the main? What, what, uh, did everyone started start flowing immediately to the SERB if they were on an EI delay? Is that how that worked originally?
1: Oh, uh, it was a messy transition. So sure, have, yeah. So I don't know if you remember how it went. Um, a lot of people were applying for EI. They thought that's how they had to do it, and the government then, you know, made public some measures saying that you know if you qualified for EI before March fifteenth. You would have to continue taking EI, um, even if it was less than the CERB, right? Um, So I know a lot of people were affected by that because people started to get laid off even before uh, March 15th, especially in like the hospitality sector and like, you know, restaurants, bars, that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, a lot of times I I spoke to individuals and they would, you know, be receiving EI payments of just like a few hundred dollars. And because, yeah, and because they qualified before that cutoff mark you know, they were ineligible to receive the SERB benefits, right, which puts them at a pretty large disadvantage. And um, this was kind of, you know, ran- seemed like it was randomly sprung up, right, and took a lot of people by surprise. Um, for people that qualified for EI after March 15th, then they're automatically rolled into the SERB program, Right. And if, you know, for, for those people, if you had an EI payment that would be more than the, you know, the $500 uh, per week under the SERB, um, you would still be forced to take the $500 through SERB. So there was a bit of frustration okay. through that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So people who uh, are getting less in SERB when they just had to wait a little longer, they, it's a bad timing for them. And then yeah. those after who might have gotten more through the EI program had to take less, some of them. Um, so at least, you know, some people benefited by having the 2000, um, sorry, I, I'd say 2000, but it's, you're right. It's 500 a week for four weeks and yeah. 16 weeks total throughout yeah. the, between now and December or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um, and, but they're saying if you are on CERB, you use all that up, you your 16 weeks and then you can get your EI benefits after that. Right. That's
1: right. Yeah. If you qualify for it. If you qualify. Yeah, yeah. So time, yeah. those
0: people. Those people who are used to living on a lot more than 2000 a month are going to have to sort of be on survival mode for now and then get a little bit more when the CERB runs out yeah. from EI, if that all goes smoothly, which, of course, we hope all of this is <laughs> running smoothly, but we don't know. There's a lot of volume issues here, right, that people can't even consider, just yeah. overload because we've never seen anything like this before. This is also... Um, you know, I, I I don't like to overuse unprecedented, but that that's really the key word of the day, right? Yeah. Unprecedented is what everyone keeps saying, um, but I like to call them strange and, and weird times as well. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so that's sort of the basic. If you, uh, if for people who qualified for employment insurance who were employed, they either got EI or they got the SERB. That's right. Yeah. That's that's only a few uh, uh, people in Canada. I mean, that's a lot of people, but it's not everybody, right? That's There's right. A yeah. lot of people who are self-employed, and we'll get to students as well. But let's go to the self-employed people. So the SERB is really was made to uh, encapsulate uh, people who uh, were not covered by EI as well, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being self-employed myself, too, I definitely kept a close eye on this. And I, I help a lot of people that, that are small businesses. Mm-hmm. And some of actually the webinars that I've given have been for like individuals in the arts industry and stuff like that, that, you know, um, that, are, that are classified as being self-employed. Um, but, you know, in our field, it's a kind of thing where, you know, if a job comes up, you kind of have to take it. Right. And when it was first launched through CERB, like you couldn't have any income, right? Any income. That was yeah. odd, right?
0: Yeah, so absolutely. That's a little punishing for 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 people who what you're going to turn down a, a, the only available job you might be getting during this time just be, so you can get the two thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know about that. So so they amended that a bit though.
1: They did, yeah. So now you could earn up to a thousand dollars based on the conditions of the period.
0: But what I'm hearing is if you earn eleven $1, hundred dollars, that disqualifies you from the SERB. Am, right. am I right about that? Is that what they're currently saying?
1: yeah unfortunately there may be a give it back uh that's what they're saying right now yeah there's actually a Ah. portal, like in the the cra my account portal there's actually now a a section where you could you know repay back the money if you don't qualify for it afterwards
0: but that that like that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? um it should be the difference are they have you heard any talk about whether they're they're still negotiating how that's gonna actually work, or have they made a concrete decision like if you make more than a thousand then you didn't get qualify for the Serb at all, so you only get a thousand dollars is that so... how
1: it is right now yeah, I mean um. I wouldn't say anything's concrete with any of these benefits yeah, we that we've seen. It's a good point. Yeah, it's uh, you know, just wait for the you know the eleven fifteen press conference and <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> the all, all the time.
0: <laughs> but 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 we should be preparing for what we know to be mm-hmm. the rules, right? So I mean, exactly. what that tells me is that really be careful as to what money that you make if you're taking that the CERB, um, you know, keep an eye on that. And I don't know. I don't like. Hopefully, like if there's something that's a big opportunity for you, like a three thousand dollar opportunity, maybe take that, right? Yeah. And then give your serve back, but it it sounds not very motivating. What are people? What are you hearing from people?
1: Yeah, it definitely is causing some people to to turn, like you know, if you're self employed, to turn down some some jobs. Um, yeah. If you're an employee, you're disqualified if you if you quit from your job. Um, so there are a lot of what I think is going to be some, you know, legal matters that arise after this whole situation, which is maybe further question. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I've seen some people, you know, being discouraged from doing it, uh, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, very likely what's going to happen is, you know, once they actually start accounting for you know, who deserves to have this money, it's, it's, it's going to get really messy.
0: Like on one hand, I, 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 of course we all need this money. Uh, uh, I was just talking on the Dear Ruby podcast with Rubina about the fact that the, the Bank of Canada says if we didn't have all this uh, relief from the government, then we would be uh, toast, right? So, like, overall, it's good to have this, but uh, it seems like it's limiting people whose um, cost of living is higher than that and possibly putting them into more trouble. Uh, yeah. So that there's, all I guess, pros and cons to this kind of, of, of uh, nationwide uh, system. And, and for a pandemic that we've never had to deal with before. Absolutely. Um, and so as, as, uh, the time went on, uh, it's in the last two months, I guess, they started coming up with other things. Uh, let's stick with individuals for now. Uh, it, even though it's skipping ahead, um, uh, past the business stuff, which came out earlier, but let's go to the student uh, benefit, right? Because people were saying, I don't know if this all came from feedback as they were getting it live, but, uh, um, hey, uh, you know, I'm a student, and I was expecting to have a summer job or ability to make money on the side, and now I got nothing. What can you do for me? And so they did come up with uh, something, right?
1: Yeah, thankfully they did. I mean, that was one of the biggest pitfalls that I that you know was brought up once the syrup details were originally announced. We had a lot of students that were like, you know, I'm out of luck. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? Because yeah. like? you have these people that like you know that I've just recently graduated or are about to graduate, starting a career. You know, maybe they had a work placement lined up or something like that. Didn't officially start with the job. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, their opportunities dry up and they're like, what What am I going to do now? Right. Yeah. Um, so that was a big, big issue that came up. Um, thankfully, you know, they were listened to by the government. Um, but the new benefits called the Canada Emergency Student Benefit. Um, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> very, very similar. There's name. some
0: similarities in the naming. I didn't spend a lot of time on those. But yeah. Yeah, there, there definitely are a lot of
1: Canada emergency benefits. Um, yes. So the basic idea behind this one is that, uh, you know, eligible students will receive um, up to $1,250 um, per four-week period. And uh, I guess it's important to point out that a lot of these benefits are are tied to four-week periods and not actual months.
0: Yeah, we and, should continue to reframe that. You're right. Emphasize that it's four weeks, not a month. Yeah, yeah
1: it, it confuses a lot of people. Um, so this benefit lasts for up to four payments too, um, similar to the, to the CERB payment. And if someone is disabled, taking care of a child under 12 or taking care of a dependent uh, that has a disability, they're able to receive an extra $750. So
0: that gets it closer to the SERB. So they yeah. basically, the, uh, if you have a dependent of some kind uh, or uh, you get, it's like CERB for students. Yeah. Um, that, so they kind of made it equivalent there. Um, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to point out while we're talking about that, if you have uh, seven children, um, you still get only $2,000 from the CERB, right?
1: Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. And I just wanted to point that out because that does not seem fair at all. Now, you're getting child tax benefit. I understand. Mm -hmm. But if you were, uh, you know, actually, if you have seven kids, maybe you're not having a lot of time for work. but. Uh, you know, if you have uh, one kid or two kids or three kids, you still get the same amount for CERB. And, and uh, like, in addition, so the, if you were making more than $2,000 a month from your income, you were already relying on your basic child tax benefit. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, just on the side, we can we can mention that everyone's getting an extra $300 in child tax um, in May. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I can say that that is not a lot of money No, uh, and it's...
1: And it's up to three hundred dollars too so
0: yeah if you qualify that's the maximum so if you don't get the maximum child tax benefit you're not getting all of the 300 is that right that's right yeah wow okay so i mean i don't know how they come up with these things but some of them are obviously uh you know they're just they're they're nice but uh, what's the point right is it just like to pay that buy that extra thing that you needed in the month of may I'm not sure what the point of some of these are, mm-hmm. uh, if they're meant to continue our standard of living or uh, to help us with extra costs caused by a pandemic. Is there any that, do you know, is there any rhyme or reason to some of the, uh, the numbers that they've come up with? Have you heard any chatter about that?
1: Yeah, not specifically with the numbers overall. And I mean, you know, having a national wide program, uh, you know, it's, it would be extremely difficult to do that, right? Um, But unfortunately, what we're seeing is that, you know, individuals that have high cost of living, like you're saying, which are, you know, usually in city centers like Toronto and, you know, the GTA region, even, um, you know, other places like Calgary and stuff like that, like individuals that have higher costs, um, you know, the benefit that's, you know, created by these programs, uh, you know, can be less than it would be for other individuals that have lower expenses.
0: Yeah, so the, the, yeah, the average is sort of hurting some people. And but on the other hand, I'm hearing some people are making more, right? So uh, than they would have before. Um, so the, I mean, yeah, it's it's an, an odd thing to think of it as an average of Canadians. Uh, you know, everyone's situation is so different, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so they came up with that for the students. But you have to be actively looking for work, right? That's you have to keep a work log, is what I've read. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So they say if you're able to work then you do have to be looking for work and that, uh, you know, at some point the, the government may ask for, for proof of some sort.
0: Yeah, so so if you you do apply for the CESB, then just make sure you, you, you are looking for work and you keep a log of that so that if you're audited in the future, you don't have to give that money back, which if you're still a student, is not going to be fun for you to have to do that. Oh, right? absolutely. You need as much money as you, you can get. Um, another additional thing, which I believe that my uh, wife is going to qualify for, is uh, a $5,000 grant for volunteering on COVID-related mm. activities, yeah. uh, which will be applied against your school costs. So that's, that's kind of a nice. a nice thing. If you weren't able to get work, but you're available to volunteer, like my wife is working on, because uh, she's a medical student, they, mm-hmm. they've accepted her on the, uh, working in the clinical trials for covid uh, which uh, you know covid um, um drugs or whatever um uh, uh, uh things that they can do to help right as mm-hmm. opposed to just putting everybody on ventilators alternatives so they're studying all those things at McMaster and so they're they're uh, um, they needed people to be able to um you know talk to like remotely talk to those who have been affected and then Put them on the trial and that kind of thing. So um, she should be able to qualify for a five thousand dollar relief, which is nice because everything costs a little more these days. And medical yes. school is expensive in the first Very place, expensive. <laughs> which she is now doing remotely again too, right? So she she doesn't qualify for the CESB because she is in med school and there's no time to work. Mm-hmm. So she would probably be excluded from that. And and that's another thing to note too, right? Is that you know if you could have picked up a little bit of work on the side. Uh, doing this or that and uh, but officially you're not looking for work. you don't qualify for the c e s b either um and on on the serb side, if you um didn't make five thousand dollars last year, you don't qualify for the serb either right yeah As an five, entrepreneur
1: yeah, five thousand dollars in two thousand nineteen or the twelve months leading up to your application
0: so if you were just ramping up your income now. Um, and you just hadn't got there yet because you're just you know starting maybe right. Yeah. Th- th- these are the these. There's always going to be people that fall through the cracks with these programs, right? Yeah. Um, that it's good to identify identify those because if we talk about them, then uh, what happens is they create more and they amended the rules for the CERB and said, okay, if you're a, a um, yeah, um, like an artist, you can still get some royalties up to the $1,000 and mm-hmm. things like that too, right? You can still work a little bit. So they changed things a little bit when when needed and they added a few more categories of people in there. Like, I don't think they still, they I think they were basing it on just 2019 income at first and then they said, Okay. But it, or, or anything in the last year leading up to today, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, was that a change? Do you remember? Or did they have that from the beginning?
1: Uh, I think it was from the beginning, but I could be okay. wrong. Cause they, they update their, their online, you know, backgrounders so quickly and they don't really you know tell you when it's been changed. So.
0: It was probably, it was probably me who just uh, saw the 5,000 from last year. And, and, and then wondered, and maybe I didn't get that message at, okay, but it is the last 12 months too, right? Um, So it's about also looking at these things closer and trying to figure out, okay, wait, did I miss something? Do I actually qualify? Or maybe I don't. On the other hand, you can go and apply for the CERB, and you'll probably get it um, if you qualify or not because it's not very hard to answer questions one way or the other. Even if you're not trying to be malicious about it, some people are accidentally getting served, right? Have you heard Absolutely. about
1: that? Yeah, there was uh, there was one person that was reporting it, and they were one of the the earlier people that did. And they're like, "Well, I just accidentally applied to it, and there's no way to give them the money back."
0: <laughs> and there, there wasn't is. at the time. Yeah, and now exactly. there is it's in the CRA in my account, but yeah, it's like. Okay, so I got this. And it's, that's not really common. It's like, I mean, sure, you can fudge up your tax return and get a, a, a big tax refund by making things up. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows how illegal that is. And the same kind of applies to the CERB. However, it seems like it's a lot more, a lot easier to do it in an innocent way uh, and claim that, oh, well, but it wasn't set up right. There's going to be a bit of a fallout on this end, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. There, There definitely will be.
0: We'll see how that goes. Uh, You know, I understand the idea of pushing everything through so people get money and not worrying too much about setting up security features now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, of course, that's just going to result in a lot more issues. So if anybody is getting the CERB right now and you're not sure you're supposed to have it, especially if you don't need it to buy things, don't spend it. Just hold on to it, (laughs) right? And be careful when you do. If you do apply, just be careful, you know, call call in, I guess, to the government or, 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 you know, whatever resources you. I think they have a little chat bot on the website too, right? That I saw um, that you can just ask questions like, do I actually qualify? Should I do this? Is there a better option for me? Um, yeah. So, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say there's also a really good resource uh, about CERT, which is like a common questions and answers. Okay, yeah. Where there's probably like 30, 40 different questions that I guess they've been receiving most frequently. And um, they provide pretty definitive answers there. So that's a, that's a good resource to go to first to see, you know, if maybe like that gray area that you're unsure about qualifies or not. Um, you could go there and see if it's addressed.
0: Okay, well, send that to me and I'll put it in the show notes for sure. Sure. Um, that's, uh, that's good. And you you put together some resources too, right? You have an infographic uh, that I, I liked? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can sh- we can sh- I think I shared it maybe previously, uh, um, but um, we'll put a link to that too. Uh, is it just uh, like through your website?
1: Yeah, it's through the website. Um, I'm going to be updating it again shortly, um, but I'm also putting towards uh, or putting together a, a larger central database too with all the programs. Okay, great. Um, so I'm in the process of doing that. Uh, just haven't had time this week to do it.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, th- th- when you have that, I'll put it in the show notes so when people are uh, if sure. they listen to this, they can look or they can just uh, have your um, your website ready to go. Can you? Why don't you to say uh, what your website is now?
1: Sure, it's uh, www.ffcoach.ca.
0: So it's uh that's friendly financial coach. That is yeah. Yeah, so friendly financial coach, ffcoach.ca, and uh, you have a podcast, yeah. I do, yes. Yeah, so you and you've talked about these things as well. Some of these things in the last couple of episodes. Uh, what's I the have, podcast yeah. called? So it's called Simple Money Podcast. Okay, so just search Simple Money Podcast in your podcast uh, place wherever you, you listen to this podcast. You could probably find that podcast. So, okay. So let's, let's go over to the, so a lot of people have small businesses and you've talked to those people too. Um, some of them are entrepreneurs and they qualify for the SERB. but some of them are, have employees and uh, some of them um, uh, pay rent. And so let's talk about those two things. There's programs that were set up for those specific things, right? So wage subsidy, right? Let's yeah. talk about that one.
1: Yeah. So uh, this is where it actually gets messy. Okay. So, yeah, what we've been finding is that the the programs for the individuals and, and you know, families and stuff like that um, have been, you know, fairly straightforward, but the ones for the businesses have been extremely complicated. And uh, the wage subsidy is actually kind of the pinnacle of that. that really? Th- yeah, because what happens so, is that uh, there are multiple formulas that are used to, to calculate how much you'd receive. Um, but this benefit also interacts with other benefits. So it's... You know, a lot of people are just hiring accountants to to figure this out for them. Um, But it it definitely can be very complicated for some.
0: And they have no money to hire accountants right now either because they need a wage subsidy. So on the surface, it sounds pretty simple to me. Um, I have employees and the government's going to help me pay those employees if I keep them working. But I probably have to pay a little bit and maybe or maybe I pay up front and then I get a reimbursement on the uh, like, on the overall, is that sort of how it's supposed to work?
1: Yeah, the basic idea is that the government uh, gives up to a 75% wage subsidy. Okay. And it lasts, uh, they just extended it last week, I believe it was, to, uh, to up to 24 weeks. Uh, so the program runs from March 15th to August 29th, uh, as it stands. And the basic idea is that, yeah, so you're eligible to receive a percentage of the subsidy back. And to do that, you have to send in essentially like a A filing or an application to the government Uh, and then they say about 10 days afterwards they'll then reimburse to do those funds
0: so you got to keep your employees on and pay them in full and and have the cash to do that that's condition number one right and then file paperwork and hope that you're approved
1: yeah pretty much uh (laughs)
0: What what are some basic conditions what what do you what do you have to do to be approved for this
1: Oh, I mean, there are quite a few. So uh, basically, you have to have a drop of revenue yourself as a business. So it has to decline by a certain percentage. Uh, that's based on a formula. Um, also, the the subsidy that's paid out to the employees uh, is based on, a, on like a two part formula as well. Uh, so it doesn't actually you don't actually need to, to be paying them the same wage that you were paying them pre-crisis. Um, okay. But, but what it could lead to is is a reduced amount of subsidy uh, in some cases.
0: So, so like, uh, there's a formula that says what based on your revenue before and the size of your business, things like that. Like, what it, 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 you put all those factors in, and then it calculates uh, whether your your income, uh, your revenue dropped enough.
1: Yeah. So, first of all, you have to like just to be able to use the program, you have to meet those revenue targets. Um, okay. like well, I said, it's, it's a negative target. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the ways that they do it is that you could um, either take the average of January and February this year, and then compare it to the month that you're applying, um, or okay. you can compare the month that you're applying to the previous year's period. Okay, and
0: so that's formula one. And then if it's meets the thresholds, then you move on.
1: Yeah, exactly. So for the first period, it has to drop by 15%. Okay and the second period has to be by
0: 30%. Okay, and then uh there's a, the separate formula for uh in terms of wages. You probably you can reduce the wages that you're going to pay in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about that. There's a lot of algebra <laughs> involved. <laughs> so, the, yeah, let's just talk about how that's complicated. So, it's not the, this is not as simple as it sounds. Um and it seems like there's a pretty good chance that that people are going to Think that they qualify and they don't. Yeah. Absolutely. And people who need help are not gonna be able to get help. Why um why do you think this one's so complicated versus the the, the CERB and the C S B, for example?
1: Yeah, so I mean what we generally see is that the programs that target businesses are more more difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, I, I guess there's the, the stigma of giving money to businesses, right? So, you know, they wanna make sure that everything's done properly. And I I guess uh, well, actually, I should say too. For this program, uh, last time I checked, at the actual costs of all the programs, this was actually the most expensive program out of all of them. So, this actually, like the the cost that they projected to to administer this program, and, and this was before they even extended it, uh, was much larger than the CERB sort of program. So, that was probably also something that they were you know taking into consideration.
0: Wow. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on here that I don't understand. You know, in terms of politics and, and policy, and how. Hard this stuff is to do, right? So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, um, I just want everything to be easy, right? <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way that I see it. It's like, okay, great, like work out all the details you need to do, but, but for people, uh, who are not politicians and policymakers, make it like, let's, let's all work together. Um, so, okay, so that's that. So maybe if you qualify, you can keep your employees on, keep your business running if you got people coming in uh, to your business. So like the, I don't know. When did this start? Is, did, did they start to open this up a while ago, the wage subsidy, or is it just happening now?
1: Uh, it was launched fairly recently. I think it's uh, maybe about two, three weeks or so that it's been. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't quote me on that, but it's it's fairly new.
0: No, you're not being quoted on anything. No worries. <laughs> um, you know, this. everybody knows that uh, anything that we're saying, it should be verified by going to the site and, and 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 checking it out um you know we're just trying to point you in the right direction right absolutely uh, but, yeah. and also just discuss these options so that if you think that maybe you qualify or you don't qualify or just being aware of what's what the government's trying to do mm-hmm. and uh you know on, on one hand i appreciate all of the work that the government is doing but uh, just like you know when the cra started doing autofill and um and and having the my account and stuff there are things you can do to make it easier for yeah. people, and taxes are a lot easier than they once were. And so they have an infrastructure and a, and a, a body uh, of work and precedent and good minds to be able to figure these things out and understand how to convey them to people. Uh, but I understand that, that to making it hard for business uh, is, it makes sense. I don't know if people are going to take advantage otherwise or it's just going to end up in penalties. Um, it's 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 a kind of a tricky situation, right, to deal with. It is. Yeah. Um, the the other big cost is rent, yeah. And and uh, this is uh, you know commercial rents uh, right now are just basically decimating uh, the the global economy. That's what, that's basically that's the theme that I'm hearing. It's like okay, yeah, nobody's coming in. I can't pay my fifteen thousand dollar rent. I can't uh, uh, stay open. Uh, it's a huge theme right now. So the government came up with uh, the long, longest acronym thing, right? Uh, Canada Emergency Commercial Rent Assistance. Now, of course, uh, you mentioned previously that they, that's, they call it the Canada Emergency Commercial Rent Assistance Program, which would be a C-CRAP. Uh, <laughs> so they don't call it that. They call it c I guess, right?
1: Yeah, they purposely
0: dropped the P. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, and hopefully for good reason. Um, you know, but I'm also hearing that a lot of people are not really liking this program either. what What's your What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, so uh, this program's being administered on the provincial and federal level. Um, okay. So what's happening is that the the provinces are working with the with the federal government. So, like for example, in Ontario, it's it, the acronym actually even gets grosser. It's like OCECRA, um, okay. <laughs> you know, which is okay. just a mouthful, right? ontario and, uh, Can-
0: Ontario, Canada is that what they're saying
1: exactly, yeah, yeah, so yeah. i 'm not sure how it is in other provinces, uh, but the basic idea behind it is that you know there is uh well, I guess when it was originally launched, there was the impression that you know the commercial rent would be reduced by seventy five percent for you know the small businesses that were eligible for it, right yeah, that and sounds uh,
0: great, that sounds really good, yeah, it sounds
1: incredible, right, but as you know more and more information came out, we realized that you know, the application need to be submitted by the landlord and not actually the small business themselves, right? So we have a lot of small businesses that are, sorry, not small businesses, but landlords that, you know, are just refusing to use this, right? Um, because one of the conditions for them is that they have to, you know, essentially eat 25% of the cost of rent. Uh, and also, you know, the administrative work to implement this is, you know, is is pretty bad. Um, the program's actually launching tomorrow. So there's a lot of information wow. that was just recently released. Yeah. And there's when I looked through it last, there's about four or five uh, different documents like attestations and contracts that need to be filled out to actually even approve for it. Uh, so it's, you know, it's not the most user friendly uh, program that's out there. Uh, unfortunately, this is big but,
0: money, right? That, that's why it's because yeah. this is a lots of money. You know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably for some commercial landlords, uh, depending like if they're running a mall or something like that. So, what, what are the, what are some of these landlords saying? They're just going to either force the rent out of their tenants or uh, just take no rent and evict the tenant. What are the options there?
1: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, um, from my understanding is you know, the rights of the small business tent is based on whichever province that you're in.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and, you know, for us in Ontario, it sounds like the provincial government has has no restrictions on, you know, whether small businesses can actually be evicted, uh, okay. unlike, you know, for residents. Um, yeah, no Ontario, evictions they're... for
0: residents. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Not for businesses? Really? Oh, that's very interesting.
1: Yeah. So, okay. you know, that doesn't, that's not being implemented. The government's basically said that they're not happy that, you know, people or businesses may be evicted, uh, but they haven't actually done anything to you know to prevent it, right, directly. Um, so, I mean, that would be kind of, you know, probably what the landlord would be looking at, right? It would be, you know, maybe they'll get a little bit of rent and, you know, whenever they get a chance, they, you know, get new tenants, um, which is, of course, very sad because, you know, these businesses that would, you know, flourish in other situations. Yeah. And yeah, and also just the landlord as well, like the work, you know, needed to find new tenants and, you know, all that, other back-end work can just be overwhelming as well it's, yeah it's just not turning out to be the program that i think that was expected
0: well so we'll see how that goes it, it, it's um you know and these are obviously tenants who can't work from home or or shift right like yeah. it's it's usually people who have no choice they're selling a product a physical product they're providing a physical service their mm-hmm. food you know things like that that we can't you know, maybe one day there'll be digital food that we can eat, but not now. <laughs> you know, it's not not something that it's one of the things like, uh, you know, food is uh, what you need. Uh, and that's one of the, the only I don't even leave the house anymore. I get Instacart to deliver it to me to me. But that would be the only reason that I need to le- leave this house. Right. Okay. Um, and, yeah, you know, so, I, you know, in a way, you and I are, are, are privileged in that way that we are, are, uh, are set up. I mean, uh, to be able to work from home. But it's also just we made a choice that happens to work out, right? We, ha- we just happen to be able to do things remotely and digitally, and we didn't pick uh, the thing that involves working directly uh, with people, uh, being a tattoo artist, uh, cutting people's hair, uh, things like that, which you know, every single thing that is out there is a valid life choice if that's what you want to do. But no one made these choices based on whether they uh, were pandemic-proof or not. Yeah. It wasn't something that we ever kept in mind, right? So those of us who are lucky enough to be in pandemic-proof jobs, like, you know, I I work for uh, uh, insolvency trustees. Um, That's something—the last thing that people are going to miss is their insolvency payments, um, so, you know, maybe maybe we're not uh, saying, hey, come in and, uh, and file now, file a new file, and if you don't have to because the courts are closed and there's no urgency and we don't know the future, et cetera, there's a lot of reasons to sort of hold on that right now. So maybe new business isn't coming in, but, you know, pr- uh, consumer proposals are set up for five years um so we all we have income we have streams coming in right mm-hmm. we're also paying out dividends too uh, so, so but but the 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 cash flow of our business is still running give or take unlike mm-hmm. some people who have restaurants and their cash flow went to zero immediately yeah. and and that's that's a, a, such a contrast to the 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 way the world works right and and uh we need uh people doing all of these different kinds of things So I guess that's where government steps in and tries to help. But people need to also step up and help others. There are some good commercial landlords, right? There's some stories out there, some good ones.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah. And and, uh, so they're not all bad, but it's, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Doug Ford's been saying he's going to bring the hammer down and and, uh, things, whatever his statements are, uh, sayings about uh, how he's just livid about these people, uh, you know, I think you might have even called them evil. Um, people who don't seem to care, right? And it's all about money. Um, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how that pans out. I mean, it just, uh, this is a really hard time for a lot of people. And it's, um, it's easy for us to not see that if we're not directly involved with it. Absolutely. You know, my, my parents run a bed and breakfast in Stratford and uh the the uh, Stratford Festival season has been canceled right yeah. uh so you know they they are uh they are fortunate enough to be in retirement and so th- this they don't you know i mean they r- do rely on this to be able to well they're running they have a bed and breakfast so they you know they're not <laughs> they didn't mean to retire with a bunch of rooms available uh, uh that are never going to be filled but they're going to be okay in the short term Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you know, we'll see, right? Is if, yeah. the, you know, hopefully this will all come back and the festival will be back next year. Um, but not everybody's in. Uh, they has, you know, it's it's their house that they live in, and so they can just stay there, and they don't have to pay fifteen thousand dollars in rent every month uh, to be able to stay open yeah. um, or even closed, right? To be able to survive and maintain their business. So these are some of the challenges. So we got. Um, th- is there a, b- a big acronym that I missed? Is there any alphabet soup that is very important that that you had on your list that we didn't talk about?
1: Uh, not exactly, but I think you know maybe we should sit on the whole you know being fortunate in our situation type thing because you know we really are and it's you know it's important for for us that well for us that are fortunate um, to really you know recognize that right. So you know like we we're saying we have the abilities to work from home. Um, thankfully, my partner too. She's able to work from home. so you know we okay, have good. that. um but you know we have individuals that you know are possibly living by themselves, you know, being forced to to you know go to workplaces um that are that are in extremely difficult situations. and you know, like you said, we don't directly see this, um but it doesn't mean that it's not there, right? So you know we need to you know respect, appreciate that, and you know help out where we can, right.
0: Yeah, and, and so, you know, when if you're thinking about tweeting about how you need a haircut, um, you know, may, maybe you don't need a haircut. You know I don't need a haircut, right? I I don't need haircuts ever. Um, <laughs> I get them sometimes, uh, but it's not essential, you know. And I I don't know how to tell people that haircuts are not essential because it seems to be that no one thinks that the, – the, the people think that they're essential. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need a haircut. Or I'm going to go crazy. Not true. No, (laughs) you can do things with your hair and you're going to survive. There are other things, you know, maybe uh, I I would say more. uh, It's harder without social interaction, um, uh, which is also not essential. Uh, Maybe you could argue in the long term if we don't have social interaction for years, it could affect our our quality of life or or, our life expectancy. Yes. Mm -hmm. But uh, for a short period of time, not so bad Um, that that I would put ahead of a haircut. And uh needing to you know go get the thing that you like at at uh, Home Depot or Canadian Tire, I think <laughs> people are uh, they're they're lashing out in ways or they're complaining or they're they're reacting, and that's fine you know you, the, but I, I I hope they don't really think any of these things are essential. It's just maybe just complaining about this and that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because like you just said, there are people who are in much worse situations. And it doesn't mean that you're not having a hard time and that things aren't inconvenient. But a lot of these things that we talk about that we need and a lot of the things that people are protesting about that they need are just conveniences. Yeah, They're not absolutely. necessities. And so perspective is huge right now. Um, yeah. Really huge, right?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Like, I, I guess the listeners won't be able to see my hair, but I can definitely use a haircut. But you know what? I'm living with it. <laughs> just having fun with it. right? So
0: That's right. You acknowledge that that yeah you're you're used to the haircut it, you know i guess not uh, you know, i'll take, take a step back and realize not everybody can just pull their hair back like i can and it might be <laughs> like i can't it's getting in my food and i don't know what to do about it what do i use elastics or barrettes or whatever it is right i mean there are ways you know we could have a whole show about that you know how to live <laughs> with long hair uh, which apparently is becoming a bigger topic but, yeah, recognizing that you don't need to go and put somebody else in danger no. um, and, and force them to go back to work just so you can get a haircut, which is what no. a lot of people I'm hearing in the U.S. are doing. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of opinions about what's essential and what's not. I mean, it's, I think it's fair to say the haircut thing. I'm not going to get into we- whether uh, going and congregating in a religious services is essential or not. There's a lot of debate about that. There's a lot of debate about, you know, seeing family, whether that's essential or not. I mean, just think about the the risks for you, risk tolerance, what you're putting um, out there, um, uh, how you're, uh, you know, the Trinity Bellwoods thing that, that happened, uh, you know, you're not that far from there. You're not close, but uh, have you been watching what happened uh, yesterday? <sighs> it's so
1: frustrating. <laughs> Right? It's, yeah, the I, I mean I I don't know if the numbers are right for you know for those that may have not heard about it, um, but one of our news stations was saying that there's there was probably what like close to ten thousand people in this this downtown yeah. park and I don't I mean I don't see that being an accurate number but there definitely were a lot of people, <laughs> and uh, you know definitely did not respect you know distancing and you know not congregating in groups under a certain amount and Did you see you know, the CTV
0: uh, clip about uh the, with the the guy kissing the girl?
1: Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. That was That was disturbing, so disturbing.
0: Uncalled for on so yeah. Un- any other day, right, a regular day that you know, don't kiss somebody without consent, first of all. Yeah. Um, though, I mean, she could, she could argue that she gave consent, but it didn't look like it. Um, either way, uh, CTV already apologized for airing that. Mm. Um, but the whole idea of, like, they just met like a half an hour ago, and now who knows who has COVID and it's those kinds of situations, right? That, yeah. that It's not about like if you go and sit in a park and you're in a group of five and everyone's six feet apart, which was not happening, by the way. Uh, I I did the measurements. It uh, did not look that <laughs> like <laughs> it's like six feet. I I I did the I took out a measuring tape earlier, and six feet is way further than you uh, you can think. People they're are saying uh, like a like a hockey stick or a larger hockey stick is a good measure. You know, it's a good measure for Canadians to to use, right? Um, but they weren't they weren't doing that. And then on top of that, there were bigger groups, and then there was that the kissing, and if we saw that, I imagine what else, and everyone's sharing food and and. It just feels like a nightmare to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's the kind of thing that's going to, you know, extend the pressures on, you know, the vulnerable individuals and businesses. Um, you know, has a potential to, to cont- you know, cause a further lockdown, you know, if, if it turns into something larger, which we yeah. hope it doesn't. But, you know, after seeing that, like it definitely has potential to do
0: that. That's the thing, right? We don't know a lot of things. We don't know what's going to happen, and, and uh, y- uh, people can argue both ways. We're being t- we're being too cautious, or being not cautious enough. Um, it it I don't know. I, I say err on the side of caution until we have more information. Yeah. That's that's my opinion on this. And uh, I know there's people in both camps, and I want to respect people's freedom to decide. But mm-hmm. in this case, you're deciding. And then you're going to hang out with somebody else, and, and is everyone making a conscious decision, uh, you know, that they understand, um, you know, th- there's a lot of references, uh, uh in comparison back to the uh, AIDS, uh, situation, you know, early, early transmission, uh, you know, back, uh, you know, 40 years ago, right, mm-hmm. 30, 30, years ago. Uh, actually, wait a minute, it's 2020. Yeah, uh, more than 40 years ago. Wow, it's been so long, right? Uh, my my uncle passed away uh, uh, um, in 1993 and so I I think about these things um, and you know he 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 lived with uh, uh, with HIV for a long time you know he he had a but he he died you know like way too young in his 40s and you know a a lot of this comparison is like oh yeah we don't you know whatever we got to live our life and and it results in in people dying early sometimes, right? Yeah. And uh, the, we don't still don't have the stats out for for uh, for COVID, but there there are uh, kids and there are younger people who are being affected. And even if they're not dying, they have long term respiratory issues that are coming up. Yeah. You know, this is not it's not great to have this. Even if you don't die, it's not great to go and have it and then potentially expose somebody else who could die. Absolutely. So, I don't know. That's uh, you know, this is my show so I can talk about this stuff, but uh, you know, I I just want people to think about all of these sides before you make your decision. I never want to tell you what to do, right? And even with uh, financial stuff, with this government stuff, we're just trying to give you our perspective on the information presented, maybe in a way that you never had it before or you didn't think about it this way or that way. You still do whatever you want, but think about how it affects other people. I I yeah. think Absolutely,
1: yeah. I definitely
0: agree with that. Yeah. Well, that that is a good place to uh, to end it. then before I I start ranting anymore, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, and it's just nice to distill this stuff a little bit. And and uh, yeah, keep doing whatever you're doing. Um, we'll put the uh, I'll put the links to your site and uh, you know, whatever other resources you want to send me, I'll just copy and paste the the, those links in the show notes so that. Uh, you know people can contact you and and you can help them decipher what's what uh you're doing uh, uh you're doing individual coaching too right uh any of that
1: yeah so doing individual coaching uh, and also webinars those are kind of the the two areas that I've been been concentrating on now um actually doing a big webinar with the, the Toronto Public Library on Wednesday I believe they're uh, they're looking at branching out to to on, like offering online services through like because you know, normally they would do presentations in branch, right? Yeah, yeah, in branches. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So now they're looking at creating a like an ecosystem to, to offer things online, and this is one of the pilot projects to do it. So on Wednesday okay. we're doing that. Yeah.
0: So that's a, it's, that's public. Is anybody can can join?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll uh, I'll send you the link to it. I think they have Great, one yeah. already set up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm publishing today, so you know it's the 24th today. So that means what is, is that? The 20s on the 27th. Yes. Yeah. So and the,
1: its
0: Wednesday, May 27th.
1: Yeah, and I believe it's five to six
0: Eastern Standard Time. Okay, yeah, I believe so, it's that, right. know, anybody listening from around the world probably could tune into that, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> they if They want to, want to learn to about the be... benefits. That's right. Exactly. If you want, <laughs> if you want to learn more about the Canadian system, and you're not listening from Canada, you know, want to tune into that? You listen to this show. Why not the, you know see another live uh, webinar? Right? You, and is it a situation where people could ask questions? Is that kind of webinar, or is it yeah. interactive?
1: So it's going to be questions through uh, through chat.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. good, good. That sounds awesome. Okay, so yeah, send me all that stuff. Thanks for coming on. So yeah, next week um, I'm going to continue the world tour. And uh, if all goes well with the, the time zone change and availability and everything, I'll have a, a friend of mine from Singapore is going to be on. He's going to let let us know what's happening there. And, uh, you know, th- this is a guy who's, uh, uh, lived in a lot of places in the world, I- including Toronto and traveled all around and he travels for work. And so, uh, I'm pretty sure he's grounded now. So we'll talk about that too, in terms of how that's affecting, uh, you know, his life and his ability to, to, to do what he would normally do. Uh, a lot of people are affected by this kind of thing. And, uh, but we'll just see what's going on in Singapore and if they have, uh, different stuff going on there and, and if, the, if it's uh, better or worse or, you know, uh, it's just a matter of connecting with the rest of the world just to see, you know, are is, is it just us or are other people uh, doing good things, bad things? Uh, you know, what's how are they handling this pandemic? And maybe we can pick up some tips on uh, how to handle it better ourselves. So uh, thanks for listening today and uh, I'll see you all next week.